y'all know what it is. Yes, Hot Pockets. <laughs> Hot Pockets. This man. Right, that's a new one. That's a new one, right? Yeah, that's a, that is a new one. But welcome, y'all. We're back again. This is the the Bros Chat. We are we are the Bros, uh, and you know we finna do we finna we finna chat. So uh, it's your boy. Basic <laughs> 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 it's your boy. It's your boy Elijah in the cut. What's going on, y'all? You already know it's Tay Baby in the cut. You already Ooh. know. <laughs> Bro. Oh my gosh. We're you want never me to say my this. federalis? We're never doing My this. name is Diamante Santiago Block, and I am here on the Bros Chat Podcast. Whole federal. It's, it's, it's Whole the federal. big man of the group, the big fella, a.k.a. Jesse James. It's just Junior, bro. It's just. I'm going to just <laughs> keep you it. You don't have no other nickname? Yeah, I'm going to just keep it short and sweet, bro. But, um. Before we get started with our, our subject of today, I, I'd like to introduce a guest on the show. Gang. This is a special one to me because this is no other than my sister, Jan Delta Ray. Um, and before we actually get started and ask you, you know, how your day's been, I got to give some accolades because you've done a lot, you know? Done a few things. Uh, done a few things. Some things to name um Period. she's created a podcast of her own called if anybody cares mm-hmm. check it out on soundcloud um also too, you know oh yeah 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 <laughs> also she's created and hosted many poetry slams here in downtown minneapolis um also it's gonna be a lot of also's because you've done a lot um just use commas yeah, <laughs> comma. The next, the we next, get a thing. verbal comma. <laughs> um, competed in a poetry slam competition down in Baltimore. I did. Um, got and for the first time, by the way, yeah. and got very high scores. Was it? I did. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't place or nothing, but you know. But we you passed the, top, the prelims. We in the top quarter of the. You know, for the by the way, for her purse. Poetry Slam competition. Oh, my first major. Made major. My fault. My Not fault. Not to sis. correct the intro. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all you. That and boy fired. Not just <laughs> man. I'm, I'm, I'm about to walk out. But one of her biggest accomplishments yet was becoming an author and publishing a book. And this book is called The Illusion of Healing. Mm. And it's controversial. I know Monte got some it's, it's, She she says she says it's controversial, but it's it's really healing. Like and. It's it's really beautiful, but we gon' we gon' rap we gonna talk about it. Um, there's there's a chapter in the book that she really wants to get to, but you know before we do talk about it, Jen, how how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. You know what I'm saying with the bros chat. You know bros what I'm saying, chat. y'all. This is lit. You know what I'm it's saying. It's not just laugh. Y'all didn't feed me, but it's cool. I forgive you. <laughs> she <laughs> was she was before oh, this. Not yet. No, we good. No, not not she yet. She was like, y'all not got yet. some food. But but Monte's the host, so really Monte didn't feed you. Mm, everybody right. look at Monte. Uh, he had oh, yeah, offered yeah. us some pop tarts, but I ain't seen them yet. It's cool. It was the dollar store brand. Yeah. <laughs> hey hey hey! They hey, hey, hey. supposed to be on here, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying. We go see after the cab. Hey yo, re- uh, yo <laughs> check back to the, the YouTube cab, channel man. about that toast and pop tart story, bro. Because that <laughs> yeah. shit was a doozy. Oh that man, my mom, my mom came in the clutch and got the regular pop tarts this time. So. It's a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no four pack. Forward, it's no a frosting. four pack too. Oh bro. my fault, my fault. Yeah, bro. No, no frosting pop tarts. Sell them. <laughs> oh no, nah, they they strawberry. Strawberry. What you say, starburst? <laughs> It sounded oh, like you said Starburst. Strawberry. 
like, like there's know? like stall, like there's no R, strawberry. You stalling the berries? Okay. What? <laughs> but anywho, bro. I should have. There's no way to transition back into the book after the strawberry talk without just acknowledging the. um. Yep. So anyways, this book, <laughs> we wanted to touch on, you wanted to touch on chapter five. Hey, let's just talk about the book. How was the process of the book? You just, just rant. Yeah, for sure. So, um, 2020 was rough for everybody, but I went through a lot of different things. I lost my dad. We lost our dad. Um, but I went through a really bad breakup. And you know how, like, when you go through a breakup and it's automatically like, well, that nigga wasn't shit, you know? It really forced me to take a look at myself and realize what was fucked up about me. Can I cuss? Yeah, go okay, ahead. Monte's mom's not here. <laughs> what's your favorite cuss word? <laughs> probably. Go ahead, Monte. Hey, what's hey, What's your favorite hey, cuss word? Hey, what's your cuss word? Probably fuck. <laughs> probably fuck. Probably fuck. Oh, what's the nigga verse? <laughs> probably fuck. <laughs> probably fuck. <laughs> what not? So I just realized there was a lot of fucked up things about me, you know, and not even just like, you know, it was just a lot of different things. And so I pretty made it, pretty much compilated this book and each chapter goes over something that I needed to heal from in one shape or form. So half of it is about love. The other half is just about real shit and real trauma. So, yeah, it's a combination combination of poetry, uh, prose, photography, illustrations. You know, I could draw a little bit. Um, and yeah, I have a, I still have a lot of anxiety about it because there's so much vulnerability in the book. But then people like Monte are like, no, that shit was heat. So thank you for taking the time that to read shit it. That shit was I appreciate fire. It. I'm working on it. I'm just a very cool. slow reader. It's cool. My own mama didn't read the book, so I ain't offended. You know what I'm saying? No, Love I, her. I'm still, re- I'm still reading the Bible. I'm 24 years old. It takes time. Good things take time. You know, <laughs> talk to him. But um, I feel like we should just dive into that that fifth chapter because it's it's there's a lot to unfold and and I feel like we can rap about it forever. What so, was the name of the chapter? Niggas ain't shit. No, that right? wasn't it. It was Wait, the fuck the these niggas campaign ends here. The niggas was in it, so. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> we can fact check. I got wow, it. he he brought the book. I carry this book with me every single day. He just don't read it. It's okay though. It's all right. <laughs> he, he wanted to sound nice about it too. <laughs> it's a placeholder, you know what I'm saying? We, we it make the backpack look full, you know. <laughs> I do have no, no. the bookmark is. This nigga on, on page chapter, one. He, he on he on page fourteen. On page Ta- one. He on the table. Oh, that's of literally the first page of the book. The actual the book. Index. Wait, the fourteenth is the first page. You know, I've been thinking I was reading this whole book. <laughs> yeah, no, cause it you it don't matter. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, come on, Jesse, just do better, bro. The fuck these niggas campaign is the fifth chapter in your your book. Um. So, what's 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 that about? So, yeah. So I'm. I had, like, after this relationship, I was real mad, right? I was very angry. Like, dude did me bogus. Don't worry, I did bogus things, too, but he did me real bogus. And I went on this rampage of just, like, fuck him. Fuck this nigga. Fuck, you know, it was just really violent and hostile. And then I realized, like, I'm not doing anything but really re-traumatizing myself by having that language. And then I started to look out into my friends, into the world, hop on Twitter, and I kid you not, every, like, two, three posts, it's something about fuck these niggas, fuck these bitches. And I just wanted to really approach the way that I speak differently, but also because there's like dope black men in my life, like y'all, like my nephew, my dad, my father was a great black man. So it was like, why am I speaking like this towards niggas? You know, like it's not fuck these niggas, but it's more so fuck what they did. You know, does that make sense? Okay. So yeah, that's how that chapter came to be. 
Okay. But you know what? Fuck these niggas, man. Like it. Like I'm. You, you're the first person to actually clarify what that really means. It's yeah. fuck what you did mm-hmm. because there's no clarification in fuck these niggas. Because like when when somebody says that, it's like it's really fuck my entire being. Mm-hmm. Fuck why I exist. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it, it it's tough to even grasp that because it's like dang. If niggas ain't shit, like, like the whole statement, niggas ain't shit, tells me not only that I'm not shit, but, like, I can't improve. Right. And and, and, and that's, that's the part that kind of hurts because it's, like, not all of us are, are doing crazy things like that. So then when you when you say that statement, you know what I'm saying? And, and when dudes say bitches ain't shit, too, I mean, it, it goes along with that, too. But mm-hmm. it's, like, you, you're putting unnecessary people in a box. Mm-hmm. To where it's like the guys that's really out here or the girls that's really out here, you know, doing good things. It's like they they, right. they already set up for failure. Right. Already. I mean, give Ooh. give us a chance, man. I just don't understand. I don't understand, man. Right. I just. Hey, yeah, bro. Somebody give me tissue. <laughs> no, but messing like, it up for all the rest of us. No, but like that, that statement, man ain't shit. I hate that statement because you're grouping every single man on this planet in the same category. We're not the same. Right. First of all, culturally, none of us are the same. And then when you dive into, like, we're just not the same, I'm not going to treat you like the next person. Right. And just because you don't say all men don't mean it's not implied that you say all men. And then also, too, one, I agree with you, it leaves a stain. But then also, too, I think I had to be accountable. And it's like, if if he ain't shit, then what did I have? What business did I have dating him? It says something about me as a person, too, to have dated somebody that ain't shit. Clearly, I'm not shit either. And that was like a... A moment where it was like, fuck, I got shit I got to work on. Like, he ain't shit, but I ain't shit either. You know what I'm saying? And, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So, if so, say, like, the last three relationships, all the men were, like, similar. Most women usually say, like, oh, that's where they come with the men ain't shit because they've dated multiple men who've treated them same. But wouldn't that say that you just have bad taste in men? Right. Or there's something about you that's tra- attracting men that ain't shit. Yeah. Like for me personally, I was hella insecure. I wasn't even aware of how insecure I was. And so I'm allowing these dudes to do all these treacherous things and walk all over me because I'm so insecure. And I'm calling that love. It's not love. It's I had to wake up and raise my level of confidence to realize like, oh, my caliber of men is low because I'm low. I, You know, I got to raise my standards and my self-confidence. See, and um, the bros and I, like, we, 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 we come back to this conversation um, from time to time. And I feel like... On and off the mic. On and <laughs> off the mic. This is actually the first time on the mic. Really? This is, um, this is the first time, yeah. And I, I always bring up, like, the fear that, that black men have when trying to, like, get out there in, like, the dating world with um, black women because of that that um mentality the the mentality of niggas ain't shit and like that fear because i'm I'm gonna keep it a buck us um us as black men well us four we're not because <laughs> these days you gotta clarify right, 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 right. which black men yeah yeah because i can't i can't i can't um speak for everybody out there but like we aren't the typical black man that's like on social media you right. know like we not sagging we not, you know, nigga this, nigga that, right? And so we most some of us have degrees. Like we already out mm-hmm. there, exactly. <laughs> right. you know. Like, so, no offense to y'all, you know what I'm saying? You know? yeah. yeah, but we're all like activity. We try mm-hmm. to be sophisticated um, out there in the real world. And so, like, 
when it comes to dating, I feel like there's an added on like stigma for us to go out there and date black women. And like I've seen a lot of, of videos, other podcasts where the the black women are like, nah, bro, just come talk. But it's like it's it's something embedded in us that's been instilled for like years mm -hmm. through social media, through like conversations. Of course we're not like afraid of black women. It's just in in a sense, I feel like I don't know. Yeah, it is that stigma that like it brings. And so that I feel like that's what this book is also trying to tell us a part of the healing process. Yeah, I think um first I'll say this. I read a book called Ain't mm, Yes, Ain't I a Woman by Bell Hooks. And she talks about the discourse between black men and black women and how it stems to slavery. And I think a lot of black women's frustration with black men, let me go back. Um, in slavery, when you think about slavery, black men just had to work in the field. Black women were not only working in the fields, but they're cooking, they're having masses babies. They're doing all these other things on top of that. And so generationally over time, that kind of made the black man, I don't wanna say lazy, but it, it caused the black woman to have to do more stuff. And so I think that over time, black women have just become really angry and deservingly angry. And I think that we look at black men as our counterpart and we see black men dating white women, or sorry, not to point at you, ain't never dating a white woman, I apologize. But, I ain't never, bro, I ain't never. <laughs> but dating, you know, white women or whatever, and I think that kind of fuels the fire. And I think that a lot of it is anger and projection that gets put on. So I will admit that like, sometimes black women aren't the most approachable. You know what I'm saying? Not until 20, mid 2021 did I calm the fuck down and realize like, hold on, wait, I'm not nice. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm hostile, I'm mean, I'm angry. I'm, I'm learning, I'm staying in my masculine energy for too long. And when I look at my trauma and my mama's trauma and my grandmama's trauma, I understand why we've had to be in that masculine energy but it's like hold on wait I was meant to be soft I was meant to be gentle I kind of want a traditional not traditional relationship you know what I'm saying so it's like I had to be introspective and realize like hold on I'm not necessarily making it easy for black men to approach me you know what I'm saying now don't get me wrong don't think I'm easy but at the same time we could as black women make it easier to be approached because these days it's like it's like you got to have you got to have a 750 credit score. You got to make a certain amount of money. You got to do all these things. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm not mad at the girls who have high standards, but at the same time, it's like, is that achievable? Do you carry those same expectations for yourself that you hold men to that standard of, if that makes Bingo. sense? Yeah, because, like, even for me personally, myself, like, I hold myself to the highest standards, or at least my goals in life wants to be, you know, that 750 credit score, you know, that nice car, that nice job. I want those things. But I feel like, you know, at some at certain times, it feels demanded of me, mm -hmm. rather than something that I just happen to have in this relationship, mm -hmm. and I can give that to mm -hmm. you. Now it's all of a sudden a complete requirement, and it's like some of us are, you know, this is, you know, these are guys between the ages of eighteen and twenty-five. Mm -hmm. They're not established like that, right, <laughs> you know. That's true. Some of them are still going through, you know, that 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 phases through school and 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 parts of their life, you know, the it, those those awful 20s and those roaring 30s mm -hmm. right like a lot of people aren't really established or at least the, the the people that you see who are you know established in their life are not until you know like their 40s and in and possibly even their 50s so it's just like that type of person that you want there's nothing wrong with that but you're looking for it and it's just it's just it's not impossible to achieve but it's unrealistic at 
this moment in time. And I, I agree with that. To piggyback off of that, too, sometimes I get confused about what we want. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a femi- feminist to the death. Like, very much a feminist, but I can also be realistic. And I think that sometimes I get confused about what modern women want because it's almost like we want modern relationships, but then we also want this traditionalism, too, where it's like we want a nigga who works and, and you know, makes all the bread, but then you want him to be emotionally soft and you want to you wanna work. I just, it doesn't make sense. It's like, what what do we actually? I don't think we know. You know what I'm saying? I think that we live in a society that has told us relationships are supposed to look this way. And so we're out here asking 25 year olds to be a millionaire. And I just don't I don't think that's fair. You know, so we, we all can't get rich off of social media like that. That right. shit's not easy. Right. You know, you <clears throat> see these some people are just more privileged in the way that they do get famous off of social media. Right. You know? Look at rappers, look at, and I hate to say, but look at some of these white TikTokers. They got that <laughs> easy. They got a bag. <laughs> that, that's, that's easy. Some of these rappers, it's easy because, you know, like, uh, was a mumble rap? That shit was so easy to get into for a lot of these rappers, and they're trash. Mm-hmm. My own opinion, but they're <laughs> trash. But they make millions off of it because it was easy for them. Right. You know? I think that brings up a good point, too. I think that we we are kind of a weird generation, generation, the millennials, and what are y'all, Gen X? Z. Z. Z, I think. Z. Oh. I claim millennials. I don't know what these other things are talking about. Well, I. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in 97. No, I'm just playing. Man, I'm the middle <laughs> child. Shout outs to J. Cole, bro. Sorry, I'm Sorry. born in 97. <laughs> I'm that awkward, like, in between gap. So I'm, much like, I'm a millennial. But either way it goes, like, we are, no matter if you're millennial or, like, you know, early Gen Z. Um, I think we grew up in a real t- weird time because you're growing with social media. And even we have to, ch- I have to check, but I have time limits on my phone where I have to check how long I'm on Instagram or on TikTok. And when you see, are you, I saw this tweet that was like, we're not supposed to know this many people existed, let alone their thoughts. And I was like, yo, that's real shit. Oh, wow. And so you, you know, you got to, re- we talked about this the other day, Americans are naturally dumb. And so oh, you got man. people who are just re- recycling other people's information and what other people's dreams and goals and then mm-hmm. applying that to themselves. And it's like, is that really who you are and what you want? And with the whole fuck these niggas shit, like I said in the chapter, like when the fuck did I even learn how to speak like this? You know what I'm saying? This is somebody else's shit that I don't picked up. Now, granted, it was rooted in some true feelings. That nigga had me fucked up. But that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah, for real. That's besides the point. I think that we live in a day and age where it's just like everybody's just copying everybody. Everybody thinks they're original. Everybody thinks they're unique. And it's like, no, y'all just repeating each other and trying to apply goals and and dreams and visions that don't necessarily apply to you or your lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a good point, Jesse. Like social media is like low key, slowly killing us. Oh, it is. And everyone's everyone's influenced by it. And it's like you got to take a step back and look in the mirror and have that conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. Stop you know, going to, like, look for those motivational quotes and stuff. Like, that that can help you in some circumstances, but not all circumstances. Right. You can't just look at a, mo- uh, uh, like a motivational quote and be like, I'm going to change my life now. It doesn't work like that. Look right. in the mirror. Look at the man, woman in the mirror. Right. Fix yourself before worrying about every everything else. And I, I think that's another point, too. I think we live in a country that has never been accountable for itself. And so subconsciously, we low-key as people don't know how to be account- or be accountable, especially here in America. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what I'm trying to say in chapter five, just be accountable for your shit. Like, yeah, he wasn't shit, but you accepted that ain't shit nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, so who you really mad at? Are you mad at him or are you mad at yourself? And I looked in the mirror and it was like, bitch, you mad at you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, why you stay there that's for real. three years? Nobody asked you for that, you know? That's because so. you know, you're mad at the decision that you decided to stay with that person right 
Right. We yeah. and that's another thing too. We be fall, ooh, and I don't mean to like call women out, but we be falling in love with potential like a motherfucker. Like it's just like, oh yeah, he this, he could be that. But now, who is he right now? You know, yeah. what is he doing right now? And if I would have looked at who my ex was at the moment. <laughs> Yo, he won <laughs> shit at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't mean to keep using that term, but it's also like we got to look at not what we want to see, but the reality of what is. Sometimes we get so caught up in fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Like, I've never been the girl that's like idealized marriage, but a lot of women do. Like, I got a, one of my best friends is like, I can't wait to be a wife. I can't. Like, since childhood, has I can't wait to be a wife. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, like, when you undress what this world has put on you, it's like, who am I and what do I actually want for? when it comes to a relationship for myself do i want a nigga that makes a million dollars not necessarily because like how i'm a i don't know i don't know how to manage a million dollars let me be honest with myself you know what i'm saying like let's start off small boo you know what i'm saying like just you just got to be accountable and be aware of yourself and i feel like a lot of people i'm talking a lot i'm sorry i'm listening i'm learning <laughs> but i said damn what was my point um yeah i forgot y'all i ain't gonna lie okay well um just transitioning back to this chapter alone, there's a lot of quotes, and I'm t I mean, like there is quotes. Like I'm looking at the the, the book right now. You got a quote from Will Smith um, before he had not, I known y'all. Had I known, hey, I would have put it in there. You know, <laughs> this was, was pre-slap. See, I was just, I was gonna make the joke. I was like, nah, nah, we've been making it too much. But also, your words are quotes. Like, um, I I reread this this paragraph so many times just trying to like figure it out so so the sentence goes love can only love you so far if it's not full yeah um the moment the moment it stops being love ego and insecurities will flare that's so facts. like that's that's facts yeah i think that's what i was gonna say thank you oh, actually look at that that's, I think, that's that blood i think that we <laughs> that's that sibling you know what i'm saying we connected ah. and shit <laughs> to love with the issue no um no i think that we use like love is like not genuine anymore it's almost like we use it as a tool to distract ourselves it's like i want somebody to like distract oh me and like God. fill yo, me yo, up say that again say that oh again. um then what i say oh run it back just you know i'm just playing yeah. um but it's it's not it's genuine like we we really it's a tool and we use people to distract ourselves and from our shit you know what i'm saying it's like if you don't know what genuine true love is for yourself like you're never going to be able to fully love somebody or know how to love somebody. It's like, if you don't know how you need to receive love, then what what are you doing trying to love somebody else and figure out how they know how to receive love? That's another part about being in a relationship, too. We always, like, want to output and, like, output, and it's just like, I want to love this person, I want to love on this person, but I think a part about being in love is knowing how to receive love as well. And that's something that a lot of people don't... Especially black women, and I hate to say it, but it ma it makes sense as to why black women don't know how to receive love. I mean, we've gone so long without it. We've gone centuries without black men. We've been holding down the, the household for so long, so it's like it makes sense as to why we've been why we don't know how to receive it. But I think that's a huge part, a huge part in in being in a relationship. But I I think black men too have a lot of trouble yeah. receiving love too because I, agree. Tell I think you know we we get we we know that initial love from our mother. But we don't know that true love from our father, too. Mm. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, that that when a, when you know a man loves his family, he cares for that family, and you see that, you that that's gonna bounce off mm -hmm. you. And a lot of us didn't grow up, you know what I'm saying, with with our dad, you know, either present or in our life at all. So I feel like, you know, those moments in our life where we need to show love or or be loved. 
we don't even know how to show it because we we've never seen it before. Right. And like it's it's so tough even nowadays because I, I was telling somebody I was like, man, like I can see even in my my adult years, like where I'm lacking, you know, mm. where my father wasn't there. Yeah. And I'm paying for it right now because not because necessarily it was his fault, but it's just for the fact that like there's just things in my life where it's like I know if my dad was there. I'd be I, that would be an improved spot in my life. Right. And one of those things is too is learning how to be loved and learning to love. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a different type of love when, you know, you know, like when your pops hits you up and he's like, "Man, I love you, boy." But he don't really say it, but you know it, yeah. it's yeah, that love is there. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of us got that, so it's just like, you know, you have to find that type of love. Yeah. And and, and that can be difficult. That's where the healing is is really started. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And actually, after writing, I wrote, I spent the most time on this chapter, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, and after writing this chapter, I, my heart really started to truly soften for black men, because I think you make a valid point. Like, it's like, you don't have the love of your father, and y'all have a beautiful friendship, and I appreciate the fact that y'all are bros, and y'all can be vulnerable with each other, but a lot of, not even just black men, but a lot of men don't have that in general. And then they're trying to navigate these relationships where with women who can be overly vulnerable, and it's like, I, 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 I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can hit my homegirl right now and be like, yo, I need some ice cream. This nigga did me bogus. And she'll be there for me. And y'all luckily have that, but I feel like a lot of men don't, you know? And like, when I look at my ex and I look at his trauma, and how his dad was in and out of his life and doing this and doing that he literally was copying what he saw you know what i'm saying and so it's like it, it gives me a, a level of empathy it's like okay you're just literally copying what your dad did because your dad was your hero your dad was your everything not realizing how toxic your dad was and how you're bringing that into our relationship so i i think that's a valid point i, I be feeling for y'all i really do i say with that um you know, my dad, after about 10, 11 years old, he wasn't present in my life. I saw him like three times after. Mm. Um, even with that, me knowing that, being in a relationship, I shouldn't be able to use that as an excuse. Like, oh, I'm this way because my dad wasn't there. No, nigga, you need to grow up. You know, you got to understand that you're in a relationship, you committed relationship. You got to be able to love your partner and everything. You can't use your trauma as an excuse. Right, true. And that's for everything that's that you've gone true. through. Mm-hmm. I've gone through some fucked up shit. I will never use that trauma as an excuse. Right. I can't. You know, it's pretty messed up. And, and especially th- put it on another person. And I think a lot of the fathers that were absent were acting out of their trauma because they had never seen love either. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so I have, Jesus, three of my close guy friends all became fathers like within six months of each other. And one of them, actually the photographer of the book, and I'm not going to say his name, but by the book, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, he has a beautiful baby girl. And he grew up without a father. He actually grew up without both of his parents. And I, I we had we have a vulnerable relationship. And I asked him, he's like, or he basically came forth to me and was just like, not going to lie, this shit is terrifying. You know what I'm saying? And I understand why men run. Not an excuse, but at the same time, being overwhelmed with that kind of love when you barely have it for yourself is different. And he was saying, like, sometimes it's not excusable. It's not. But sometimes fathers know that they ain't shit. And it's like this child might have a better chance of being a better person without me in their life than me being their fucking shit up, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I want. And to sometimes say. That's, that's a, a crazy choice. that's a conversation that has to be had. Because um, I, I wish I could have that conversation with my dad. We literally don't like each other. Yeah. Put us in a room, it probably won't be good. But if we really sat down and had that conversation, things actually might turn out for the better. Right. You know. 
it takes a level of, and I talk a, a lot about ego in that chapter too, because I think it takes unlayering your ego and allowing yourself to just be vulnerable for a second. You know what I'm saying? And having those tough conversations. And like, luckily, like, my, both my parents were in my life, but I had strained relationships with my, a strained relationship with my mom. And even just getting myself to a place where I was able to have a conversation with her was difficult. But I think that those conversations need to be had because if not, people are going to continue to repeat cycles. And, you know what I'm saying? Luckily, you're aware, Monte. And it's like, I know that you're a respectful young man from what I could see. You could be for the streets, but I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. hey, look, you keep it real, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's the, another thing to, you know, like admit that you got faults, but it's another thing to improve on them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I'm aware of my problems. I'm aware of the type of person who I can be, mm-hmm. but I am willing to change that. Yeah. You know. So. And, that, I mean, that says a lot about you. I think I put a quote in there about that, like – it's just it's about how you react you know like you got held everybody got held to shit hand you know what i'm saying but really how you react to your trauma is what says so much about you mm-hmm. so just, and don't be jumping in relationships knowing damn well you got trauma that you're not healed from right. okay but Man. sometimes sometimes it's a situation where this person just doesn't know you that's know true. it's like trauma that's so deep inside them that they just don't know and so hopefully within the relationship whether that be like platonically or like a romantic relationship if you're able to unveil that trauma, then mm-hmm. then you should um, be more mature about it and be like, yo, this is this is not good for me. Right. Let me heal myself and let me heal my trauma before I even try to love somebody else. Right. If you're if you if you know your trauma. And or if you know, like all your baggage and all that, and you're still trying to get in relationships, let's say. That's where you're. That's where. That's you're future wrong. Hendrix, huh? Yes, future Hendrix. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's it's bad. It's, it's so it's one thing if you don't know, but if you do know, fix yourself, bro. Right. And that's not to be funny, bro. It's it's just to be like keeping it it's, in a book. It's, it's keeping it in a book, bro. We all trying to heal. And I mean, like, I'm because I, I ain't gonna lie that the future memes and the future joke, bro, like inspirational, like that, like that's it should be funny. That should be funny, it's but funny. it's like, bro, if we keep thinking like that, like that we'll is. never grow. Like we be saying he the goat, but I'm like, bro, like he still he got all baby mamas, mm-hmm. bro. They all different, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we we look up to you know people like that, but it's like, man, let's be real, like that. That's not what we want. Right at the end of at the at conclusion the of the day, day. Yeah. yeah, I think you make a bo- a good point, Junior. I think um. The tricky part about it, though, is like for me, I knew I had trauma, but I wasn't aware of the extent of my trauma. And I wasn't aware of the fact that my trauma is really why I chose the person that I chose. And so I think that it was who it was a whole conundrum. But I also think that like you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because relationships do teach you about yourself. And I think that's if you know, if you're going into the relationship, well, you were supposed to marry me and you were supposed to give me this and da 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 da. You was in a relationship for the wrong reasons. And so you sometimes you gotta take a step back and realize that your relationship or the past relationship is really exposing you to all the shit that was fucked up with you. And so I can say fuck that nigga all day, every day, but at the end of the day, I do not regret dating him because I am a healthy badass bitch. I'm a little dusty today. But I'm a healthy healthy badass bitch in current day. You know what I'm saying? I'm still 10% 10% toxic but we working on that you know what I'm saying so so yeah I think relationships to teach you about yourself it should be a mirror you know what I'm saying and once I clean my mirror off I'm like oh that nigga was a demon but I had demons too you know and, so and acknowledging is maturing and growth right and I, I love that you said that for sure
Yeah, because I love that 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 quote her put up. Like, there's still parts of me I ain't met yet. Like, mm-hmm. that is so Jeez. deep, bro. Because it's like, I be in the bathroom brushing my teeth. Like, man, I don't even know I do that. Like, <laughs> like I really be doing that. Right. So, it's just like, there's always, you know, you're always going to be searching for you mm-hmm. and you. And it's like. It, it can wow you but once you really figure it out it don't even have to be bad once you understand that you know like those parts of you and just really d- dig deep it's like man you can be superman superwoman right for sure, like, for it's, sure. It's yeah i'm i'm over this whole don't get me wrong i'm a feminist but i'm very much over like fuck men fuck women like i don't think we realize how much we need each other like, even, no matter if you're LGBTQA, it don't matter. Like, you still need some male influence or, you know, femme energy, male en- or masculine energy. Like, we need each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it almost seems like we're trying to move towards this, like, dystopian universe where it's, like, men over here, women over here. And I don't think we realize too much feminine energy is a bad thing, too much masculine energy is a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need each other to balance each other out. And I just, I hate the narrative. I, I try not to tap into it. Niggas didn't read my book, though, so it's okay. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm working on it. It. No, yeah, I'm um, on it. this nigga on page fourteen. <laughs> the, the no, you're not, Jesse. No, you're not. <laughs> right, bro, I can see. Come on with a better lie. No, I'm just playing. He tried, he tried to flex with a bookmark too. Like right. still not at fourteen. No, I, I did read those pages though. <laughs> no, but um, he about to leave off where you had to quote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not perfect. I'm working on it. Hey, no, but like so. I'll, Audio book coming soon. I got you. Jesse. <laughs> I appreciate it. I the audio book. That's um, no, but you know, we all scroll on TikTok for hours, and you probably come across thirty videos, where it's half of it is women talk about how men ain't shit, and then men talking about how, you know, women need to do this better, and they need to stop expecting so much, and et cetera, et cetera. So like, and especially in the black community, like it's it's very bad. Mm-hmm. How do we fix that? That's hard, bro. That's hard. I it think, is. I think first and foremost, I think not only accountability, but realizing how slavery has fucked us up as a people. I think that the transatlantic slave trade and black Americans in general are very unique because the slavery happened all over the world, but it was very unique in how it happened here. And like, I think that us in general as Americans are just very ignorant, but I think that if we really study and look at what the fuck happened to our people, we can kind of start to bridge the gap. But I think it also takes like, self-reflection and accountability in looking down your lineage and seeing okay what did my mama go through you know when I moved back home it was like oh I gotta learn my mom's trauma and once I learned her trauma it was easy to kind of pinpoint the lineage of trauma it's like okay what do I need to stop doing you know like how do I prevent another me another trauma-filled child you know but I think that again like I said earlier we just constantly distracting ourselves from the real and I when people stay toxic like future I get it because it takes so much work to tap into your shadow self like i was i was in the backyard at 3 a.m crying my eyes out you know what i'm saying multiple days it takes another level of work but i think it it takes a, le- a layer of accountability and and self-reflection i don't know that's why we still we got so much discourse now because i don't know don't hey, nobody know hey and to to jump off that point and to to try to answer your question i feel like the realist answer is that it well one it's it's real hard to get people to unify Mm -hmm. but i feel like once it's all individual Mm -hmm. like i can't i can't force you to to look yourself in the mirror right i can't force this other person to but once we start 
looking at our true selves is like when it, like once we start that healing process is when we start like opening our eyes like the third eye you know on not just our healing but like um our friendships and like uh, the, the the world eventually um because i can i can relate to you jan like there have been nights where like i would be in the back start uh, the backyard 3 a.m just crying mm-hmm. you know just because it's like what crying about like what am i doing in my life mm-hmm. and like crying about dad father figures and just like all that built up pent up anger and for me personally that's where like the healing began just like the self-realization mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no i think um it's difficult to do it's very very difficult to do it's um yeah, like it's. I'm sorry, I got dis- I got distracted because this water from the smack. <laughs> Monte done left the. the Thank get you, some Monte. Water. <laughs> and Jesse ha- already halfway done, bro. Yo, really? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we've kind of, as a community, have come to a crossroads where we're forever gonna be talking about, you know, men ain't shit, women ain't shit, and it's like we're all just repeating the same shit over and over again. But it's like, how can we fix that? Because culturally in America, even though we are 30% of the population, black people are the most disconnected as individual families. Like Hispanics, Asians, white people, they're all like so culturally close to each other. We're the only ones that are not. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can't agree on the same shit. Okay, let's do this. Y'all as black men... What y'all think black men need to do oh, better to do right by black women? First of all, oh okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, can you say it again? I didn't really get it. So, so I, what do what do we need ahead. to? I'm just trying to get a yeah. So, and that's another thing too, where I need to. I think sometimes black women we are so used to being mom and dad and fixing everything that we sometimes don't give black men the chance to fix themselves. And I've seen it happen. Like we just. Anyway, so my question is, what do black women or what do black men need to fix? Do what do y'all think in your personal opinion that black men need to change in order to do right by black women? One, just start by taking accountability for our actions. We don't do that at all. Um and also stop using the narrative that black women are so angry and they're too aggressive to talk to and et cetera, that you have to go to a white woman to be happy. We've got to. St- I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. That pisses me off so much. I, I grew up in the white neighborhood, um, like for like the last 10, 12 years. But I want, I need a black woman in my life. And I mean, I grew up with a black mom, obviously. So it's like, for me to go and shit on black women. I'm really just shitting on my mom at that point, saying black women ain't shit. I'm talking about my mother. I, you know, that's wrong. We've got to stop using that so heavily. That's that's a weapon, and it's for me. It we're cutting down black women when we say that, and we're supposed to be ones protecting black women, holding holding them up when they need. We're that children when they need to cry, but you know, the reason why we're so disconnected is because black men just. They just shit on black women 24-7. We've got to stop doing that. We are so much better than that. Yes, I agree with all that. Um, I feel like where my my answer to the question is going is just like 
just trying to add more to the conversation and i and i really i really love this generation just because like this there's a lot of conversation being had um the positive conversations um and i don't know why but i remember jan like we were talking about just how men are like always silent or black men are like always silent in in the sense of like the family dynamics like mom is always yelling talking this that and the third and dad was quiet right and like seeing that within myself i'm always quiet you know like um within the relationship or like with that outside the relationship i'm always giving um the girls the the space to talk because it's like my my opinion doesn't matter um so i feel like for me for black men is to just have that that confidence in voice because we and i said this before but like i Black women are are put on a, a pedestal for for good and bad reasons, and because of that pedestal that we put them on, we 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 fear them, mm-hmm. you know. And so, bringing that confidence back and just having that, we're all human. At the end of the day, we all bleed the same blood. So, like, why are we fearing our black woman, you know? So, I think yeah, that's my answer. Especially when they hold the fucking fort down. They, you know, the fort they down, they hold it down. child bearers, you know? Yes. Like. Literally, no. I think as as black men, I feel like we need to step our game up, to be honest, because I feel like kind of piggybacking off of what Junior said, like, yes, we do put black women on pedestals, whether it's good or bad, but, like, I feel like with that, we also kind of, like, look down on ourselves i guess in a way um because we see we we see them because you know like we said like they 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 do everything they you know they're holding the house down you know having having the kids doing basically everything and with that i feel like you know with us kind of like being silent i feel like if we if we were to like you know step our game up you know speak up actually you know say what we want to say um that it could it could benefit all of us really and then feel like we would uh unify i guess more but i don't know that's that's just me that's toughy. i ain't gonna lie let the preacher go because <laughs> <laughs> the way this man sat up bro no yeah. no bro. you know what though like the one thing that comes to mind is like i think a farrakhan like like we we are not our own enemy like, stop looking at the next man as your enemy. You know, like, I think what hurts me a lot is that my my dad knows a lot of people. We'd be at the grocery store. He'd just be knowing niggas. And I'd be like, how do you how you know so many people? I mean, now, obviously, his job requires him to be a people person, and he already is one. So, you know, being able to meet people and understand people, that's that, that comes easy. And I can see that even within myself. Um, even though I don't be liking people that much. <laughs> um, like, it, it hurts me sometimes when, you know, if I'm just walking down the street or if I'm at a store or whatever and I see another black man and, you know, I just I raise my head up like, you know, what's up? You know, as that sign of uh, that gesture, yeah, of, you know, I yeah. see you, you know, and, and y'all might not look away. You might be like, like, what you looking at? Like, like that hurts because it's like, man, I'm just showing solidarity yeah. to you. Like, I, I'm showing you that I see you. 
and I know you see me, nigga. So like, hmm. hi. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what's good? You know what I'm saying? We ain't gotta be friends. We ain't gotta be, you know, cordial. None of that. I, I'm just saying, I see you, and I feel like if we can understand that we exist, mm. then we can actually see women for what they are, what they exist, because we know them to be, we know how, you know, we see women, especially, you know, like our moms and, and, and you know, those women figures in our life or even other father figures. Like we have to, we have to show each other that we exist. You know what I'm saying? Like even when they don't think we exist, we, we need to know for ourselves that we actually see each other and we, we, we exist for real because, you know, like, and, and that was all designed just by, slavery and all that like i went to uh, um uh in greensboro north carolina i went to the, their national african-american museum and um the guy showed us uh this like subway train station thing and they had all like the the, the left side had the white folks they went to the front and all the black people you know they all went to the back but they designed it to where the white folks didn't even have to see the black folks getting on mm. right and they had double-sided Coke machines to where one-sided, uh, the white folks' side was cold and it was cheaper, and the black folks' side, it was warm, and it costed more. And it's like, when white folks say, you know, racism, you know, I don't see color, you're basically saying, I don't, I don't exist. And to us, if they think it like that, and we think that for ourselves, then we, we really don't exist, right? And, you know... I understand even for people that just be like, you know, stop calling ourselves black because, you know, you, you can't see nothing when it's dark. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like we have to see each other for who we are and, 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 and not be afraid. You know what I'm saying? You're not my enemy. Like enough of this gang shit for me. Like you, you cool. You know what I'm that's, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like and, and I just that's that's what gets me. And I also and another thing is just. Mm-hmm. I guess for black men, just don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Like you ain't got to be vulnerable with your mom, but like let's 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 normalize counseling. Like let's normalize mental health. Let's normalize counseling. Mental health on mental health pedestal because we didn't even touch about that. Facts because like someone mentioned uh, uh, how even Drake like has grown up because in his his album where he had views, there was a there's a song where he's talking. And he's saying, you know, I don't, you know, he don't need therapy. And then when you talk about, you know, the song where he got with Jack Harlow and he's like, you know, I'm going to therapy. It's like there's 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 progression, there's transition. It's like, look, if you got some issues going on, don't be afraid to call somebody to pick up the phone or whatever or go to therapy because like that, that that's going to help you. And when you can unlock the trauma within yourself, you can really help other people. You know what I'm saying, and stop that that generational trauma within all of us. So that, yep. that's what I have to say about it. Yeah, help help yourself. And another thing I want to point out, um, black men specifically, we need to learn how to be a unit. You know, get yourself a group of black men like the Bro Show. We we are a group. We are a unit. We will never let one of us feel less than the other and we will we will always pick each other up no matter what if we see you know one of us is fucking up someone is not doing well mentally and we notice it nigga i'm gonna call you if i hear if i don't hear from you in seven days i'm calling you at six in the morning because i need to make sure you are good what's going on you've been distant this that and the other we as black men need to learn how to pick each other up 
and just check on each other. Make sure we good, you know, make sure everything is fine, you know. And if we, we need to normalize, like Monty said, being vulnerable with each other and just helping each other out when we really need it. Because you never know, you know. And say I love you because I love y'all and I, you yeah, know, niggas. Yeah, you know, I, we I don't be saying I love you, but like, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying that you, you know. Y'all be roasting each other, and that's how y'all niggas say I love you. Yeah, like, bro. I notice amongst men. It's like, yeah. Nigga, you down bad. That's crazy. I'm on your ass, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's like, I, I just saw, like, a, a post. It was, like, true friends, true homies, they'll roast you in your face, bro. Mm-hmm. But, like, when, when you're away from them, they'll talk highly upon your name, mm-hmm. bro. That's, that's, true. that's right. true. Yeah, and we talk a lot of shit to each other's faces. I witnessed this firsthand. Straight dookie. Okay, I got one more question. Mm-hmm. Talk to it. And I'm going to try not to interrupt y'all as y'all speak. Mm. But what do y'all think black women could do better in loving y'all? And the room goes fucking I, silent. That's crazy. That's a tough question. Oh. That's a really tough question. I don't think I've ever been I'm, I'm going to start with just saying patience. We, men and women, nobody's perfect. But as black men, we just ask for patience Um, because with a lot of the trauma that a lot of us have gone through, you being there are are helping us. We just need time to help ourselves figure it out as well. Um, So patience, for sure patience. Yeah. um, I overheard Monte saying it, but like also me as well. I don't think I've been in a situation where I've been in a relationship with a black woman. Um, I said, I don't think it. No, I haven't. Like, stop the cab, boy. Brenda Letitia. No, nah, <laughs> nah. Linda Felicia. <laughs> Don, LaShawn. <laughs> um, and Alicia. No, this nigga, bro. This nigga. All right, bro. At least three Kims. No. <laughs> All right, bro. But anyways, in the ice cream park. Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> um, the the two that come to mind is just uh, support. But I mean, that's that's overall in like every relationship. Um, I just feel like just to hop back on the subject of vulnerability, it's it's a it's a fear to be vulnerable with just like um, people in general, and I feel like it's an added on fear just to be vulnerable just because like men in the stigma of being like top dog or like this macho man and then like the next day you're talking about you're scared you want to cry like that that just it sounds weird to to say and to think about but um i feel like if black women could show more support in our vulnerability um that would be that would be real cool. Um, I have one more other thing, but y'all can go as I think about it. Um, yikes. Um, uh, okay, one thing that comes to mind is compliments. Like I feel like with with a lot of black women, y'all y'all love compliments, but y'all you you don't like compliments if it ain't coming to the person you want the compliment from. And it's like, because if I go up to a, you know, uh, I guess specifically a black woman and I'd be like, oh, like, you know, you look really nice. And she rolls her eyes. It's like, dang, like, you don't have to like me. Like, <laughs> you could just be like, oh, thank you. And, and, and go about our day. You know what I'm saying? Or if he thinks, 
you know, somebody's trying to talk to you, like, you can be polite about it. It's just, like, just because, you know, that person might have or you feel as though they have advances towards you don't mean that you have to be a dickhead, like, <laughs> you know? Dickhead. And it, right, and it's just, like, I, 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 don't, I don't get that part because, like, I've always been taught, like, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be nice to everybody, you know what I'm saying, and not judge people based off of, you know, just what you see on the outer appearance. So it's like when, when you see a, you know, when you when you guys get complimented, especially by other black men. Now I get it if they being wild and they say something nasty, they say something crazy. I mean, you have the right to, you know, speak your mind and defend yourself. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying, like when you know when you've got that guy that comes up to you like, hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Even though you don't feel like talking, you know, just be. You can be polite. There's so many ways to say I'm not interested, right? And if they're persistent, well, that's them. They acting weird, and that's when you can, you know, be what you, you know, do what you got to do. But it's to me, it's that initial um, sequence where it's like, dang, I'm just trying to, you know, compliment. I'm just saying hello. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, you know, so a lot of the times I don't even want to. I'm just, you know, you you look good. I see you. Like I said, you exist. I see you. You know, go crazy. Um, that's that's one thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, right. The second thing I think is uh, uh, crossing borders, crossing uh, bridges that you know we. I guess what I'm trying to say is that that Kendrick Lamar song where he's like, "I hate you, bitch," mm-hmm. and and they're having that argument or whatever. We cry together. We cry together. Yeah, we cry together, and I just feel like, you know, if we have issues, especially in relationships, if we have issues like less. Let's talk it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. So basically what you're saying is don't go fuck your cousin. Is, yeah, is I, what you're saying. Yes. Don't go fuck you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who doing that? That's what they said in the song. Oh, like, I got to re-listen. Is that what you mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. I know oh, how to oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. 32 Mate, seconds later. Like, 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 wait, what? The way he was looking, he was yeah, like, I'm, like, like, what? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, Excuse who me? doing <laughs> This is not. No, I'm not going. So to okay, but like, what you're what you're trying to say is like, talk it out instead of just doing something astronomically petty. Right. Yeah. That's what. That, yeah. Exactly. Like, fuck don't go fuck your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, what? like yeah, let's. Cousin, right. <laughs> like, you know, if you got an issue, you just be like, hey, I don't like. You know, you, this made me mad because and and say what that is and you know, voice what you're feeling, okay, like communicate. And then for the person who's not communicating, comprehend because <laughs> Damn it. you're not listening. Shut up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so let's let's let's. I hate saying normalize because I feel like it's just. But, but ugh, that's the but thing. It's like, we have to normalize this type of behavior. Yeah, we really we've do. been normalizing the wrong things. So. Yeah, like the black community has allowed toxicness to be normal for God knows how long. We've got to change that shit. You suddenly want yeah. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't that. No, it, 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 it was my vocabulary going on in my head. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know big words. I went to nah. public school. Nah, for me, no. My, my I, what I think is kind of like a again, like another piggyback from from Jesse and Junior about like you know being patient and having that support because I mean we're trying. We like that's that that's all we can do, and I I I do feel like you know 
black individuals or actually just black people in general like we like we like things to happen right away like we like to get things done we like moving on to the next thing but like some things they take time and we 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 need to have that time to to like unravel you know like our 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 generational trauma and um you know just everything that we like we we've gone through because like you know us as black people we've been we've been oppressed forever so like seeing that like you know there are black people who don't want to go with black men or black women i'm like that's in a way also kind of being oppressed as well like we don't even want to be with each other so like what I, i don't i never really understood that so i mean i feel like you know patience and support for you know like our mental health and just literally just our life in general like I feel like that is something that we all can improve on. And just for reference, again, this is this is coming from four black men that um, are coming into our our mid twenties, mid you know mid twenties, um, yeah. healed well, like healed more than the common person, I'd say. Um, so our perspectives on just like what we would want to see are a little bit different, but more mature within that healing process. Yes, and within that healing process. We, we, we never stop healing. There's yeah. there's always yeah. room yeah, for you. improvement. So, like, what we say now could change next year. Like, yeah. it, could be, it could be more sophisticated. It could be, it could be more dumb. I don't know. But, like, there's always, there's healing in everything. So, I feel like we, we, we kind of, we're getting that down, hopefully. Yeah, first of all, I just want to say thank y'all for being brave enough to answer that question in front of a passionate black woman. Because I'm not going to lie, Monte said some things and I was itching to, you know, respond, but it's okay. I held space for you. I heard you. They go, oh, they go, go, go they ahead. Go like, look, because, like, here's the thing. I Look, I, I want to understand. I can't speak for anybody else. Yeah, no, you're right. And what I will say is actually what you described about compliments actually happened two days ago at Afropunk. And I think as not even just black women, but women in general get catcalled and harassed Mm -hmm. so often that it's like, we don't even want to give niggas the time of day. Like, if you want to talk to me, you got to, you got to throw a Hail Mary or some, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, and we, it's not like we're trying to be rude, but it's also like, most times when I give nigga, a nigga an inch, he's going to take a mile. If I say thank you, it's like, oh, what you want? You got a med. I'll, See, and it I'll, don't yeah, just be a compliment just, more, right, than, yeah. more yeah. than it's and, not. And, and you and you absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing about this generation, too. And, 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 it, and it's not even just ours. This, this is something that reoccurs is that a lot of men just can't take criticism. Re- yeah, or rejection. Can, or rejection. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's really, really hard for mm-hmm. them. To where, like, if if she if if you didn't like the response or whatever she said, no, like it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I'm saying? They you don't have to put women. her down because that's honestly just a reflection of you mm-hmm. and how you feel, and that you can't take that. And you know, thank thank you for saying that because you know, like it, it it happens a lot more than we think, and especially on college campuses, it happens a lot. And people, you know, they they don't they don't understand. It's okay for someone to say no, right? And I understand it, it hard. What well, they say no all the time. This is what we don't approach women, but it's like, man, look. 
I think I think men are rooted in patriarchy to the point where sometimes y'all don't realize y'all own privilege. And that's not to come at y'all, but like as an oppressed black woman, I can see all the privilege that y'all got. Mm-hmm, you know what right. I'm saying? And I think a lot of men are just used to having their way. You know what I'm saying? Like even if, if you're a black man, yes, but you're still above a black woman. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, yeah. like yeah. there's levels. And so a lot of men are just feel entitled. And when yeah. I don't respond, then it's a problem. It's like I I don't want to give you that entitlement. I'm sorry. I, this is me reclaiming my time, you I know? And you're right. And I think for me, the reason I said it too, because I think it comes from a place, and even you guys probably can relate to or the men, is that I think it comes from a place where we don't get compliments at all. Mm. And. Allows you on the mic. <laughs> I think too, like, because when you, because when I said that, to me, it was a reflection of like, wow, like, I don't usually get compliments. So when another woman comp, like, a lot of women compliment me on my hair. That shit, it, it man, but, but it does is, something to my like my skin glows up. Like I was in Target the other day, and she was like, "Well, I really like your hair." Like I will never forget, forget that. that. We will I will that never answer. forget that ever. Exactly. What to I was where it's to like say. it's so rare. For someone like, even though my fr- like, shout out to my friend who gave me them dead ass flowers over there. Like, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Big like, because I got some too. Like, th- like you, I don't get that like barely at all. So when a, so when a woman, especially a woman, compliments me, you know how I sound or like my hair or how I dress, you know what I'm saying? I don't. It's so rare to where it's like, man, I have to take heed to those moments because I never get those a lot. Yeah, I'm going you to know, sleep. You'll, you'll, never, you'll never forget those moments. Ever. Yeah, you know, because in it's, in it's rare, especially for men, to where it's like, for women, I totally understand and agree, and I think that's why I even said that, you know, for myself, because it's like, dang, like, shoot, I wish, you know what I'm saying? But I have to understand, too, like, you have to put yourself in their shoes for someone who gets catcalled like that all the time, and it's just like, you know, you have to you have to show empathy too where it's where it's needed. So in my um, absolutely. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, and mind you, sometimes like when you do compliment women, it might come off as harsh. But but then again, you gotta like realize it's coming out of a place of defense because of yeah. how many times they've been catcalled throughout the day, let alone the month, you know. Yeah, no, uh, I'll be over it. Like it was cute when I was eighteen, nigga. I'm twenty nine. Like, you know, I'm <laughs> so I'm literally over it. I got things to do. Okay. I, I, I will say, man. I'm gonna say disrespect as possible. Fix your fucking approach. Men. You can't just be this, talking this to, to men, women. By the way, this is to men. Yes, two men. We have got to <laughs> stop talking to these women so fucking recklessly. Like they're not a piece of meat. But then also, too, women also have to stop talking to men reckless too. That too, because my right. feelings be hurt. Sometimes. What kind of reckless we talk about? Because I ain't gonna lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm wearing jogging pants, like yeah, and, and shorty coming, to, damn, you you thick in the back. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not to really. Oh, say it ain't so. Hey man, you look kind of thick in the front, like what you want, man. Like talk, talking about, say it again. <laughs> no, say it again. <laughs> No, I do agree. And I think it goes back to the privilege thing. I think men just feel like this world is theirs, whatever James Brown said. And it's like, hold on. But at the same time, if you want us, you have to treat us with respect. Act like mm-hmm. act like you know how to talk to me. But what I meant by, <laughs> what I meant by women need to learn how to talk to men is that like, 
we just be sometimes we be so quick to dispose niggas you know what i'm saying and it's just like all right nigga fuck you you know what i'm saying or you ain't shit and that's why your homeboy did it's like that don't be cute either you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it's like i have to we as women have to be mindful of that because there are black men that i love and care about y'all you know what i'm saying my nephew uh nephews excuse me and other black friends that i have male friends that i have and it's like okay how does my speech affect them so like, su- subconsciously you know what i'm saying if i'm constantly saying niggas ain't shit what does that do to my 16 year old nephew over time he's gonna grow up and internalize and feel like he's not shit you know what i'm saying so we gotta be nicer to y'all too i guess sorry <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's both ways man like it look I apologize. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? But, but, but some people don't say that. It's yeah. the accountability. Oh, right. Literally, I when I when I tell you that people don't know how to apologize now either. Like it's it's crazy. They they'll, they'll just take it as is and then try to brush it off. But like you know yeah. that you know people say hurtful things. Like words words hurt. They're powerful. Like and it's it's I don't know. Saying sorry, look, could be enough for me, if anything. Yeah. But like, I mean, if you if you go like into more like depth about it, like you know that that's also you know part of a healing process too, because like sometimes sorry just isn't enough, mm-hmm. depending on what the situation is. So I mean, like you gotta you know dig deep into that. So yeah. Communi- communication is beyond key it's very it's it's beyond key Mm -hmm. but also like again we always talk about like communication and like relationships as like an outer experience but we also have to communicate with ourselves too and keep it a buck with ourselves and where we are you know the relationship with yourself that you have with yourself is so important and it reflects the relationship that you're in with other people as well um what i was gonna say was um damn i keep forgetting tap into that uh, telepathy I'm crying. Um, I, I don't either. Shit. Well, why you think? Can I say so? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Fuck, Jesse. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. No, no, go ahead. What did you just say? Apologizing? Saying sorry? Um, oh, that's another thing, too. Is that, like, s- s- saying sorry and being sorry are two different things. Oh, yeah. You gotta. Mm. And it's like... I can understand why somebody might cheat in a relationship, but if you're continuously cheating or doing fucked up things in the relationship, then you're not actually sorry. And I think that what we should normalize is taking a break after being in a relationship so you can like, you know, apologize to yourself for your that behavior and not repeat that cycle. But I feel like yeah. in our generation, we don't do that. And I mm-hmm. like, I may, I, I intentionally stopped dating after my last relationship because it's like, nigga, I got things I need to work out. There ain't no reason I need to be in no man's face because there's things I need to work on. Like, I'm sorry to me for the the behavior that I put up with, so therefore I need to do things to change that behavior so the next nigga don't have to suffer the way that my ex did, you know? So I think that when we talk about being apologetic, I think that we also have to be apologetic to our our future self too, or our our past self so our future self can thrive, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making sense, but... Perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was gonna say um, when you were talking about talking uh, with yourself, come in tune with your self conscious. Yeah, uh, just you know, focus on your your self conscious. You know, when you hear that little voice in your head telling you something in a situation, that voice is probably right, and you're probably about to fuck up or do something wrong. Speak. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I, we, I, I, Jan, we appreciate you thank being you so here. Much. No problem. Your knowledge. I promise I'm gonna be funnier next time, hey. but it got oh, real no, deep, we, real we fast. Look, look, <laughs> we, nah. we, we needed this episode because a lot of people needed to hear needed, what you yeah, had to we say. We needed to start the conversation, and like, I feel like the conversation it could have been started with us but to be fair i would have loved to have a female's perspective on the matter because black women are so misunderstood it's ridiculous as hell and i think that too you know and black men can say it too and just as the last thing is that we 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 act out but we really just want to be heard Mm. and sometimes we just don't know how to say it how to act it you know and so this was a great opportunity to to really be understood yeah i was gonna say and yeah i think black men are equally just as understood i think we as black women want to love y'all but we don't always know how the best way to do that and so Mm -hmm. i thank y'all for providing the space but also like for also being vulnerable and giving me feedback because i'm like yo this is what they say y'all like this is how we love them you know so she said them niggas is shit okay (laughs) (laughs) i love it yeah we the bro chat but we we bring all guests on you know yeah so uh jan we definitely hope to have you back soon follow her on all social platforms at jan delta ray or jan delta underscore ray yeah so it's j-a-n-d-e-l-t-h-a underscore r-a-e on twitter and instagram don't yeah. follow me on facebook ain't shit to see there that's oh, all wow. and and <laughs> if i am a uh, person who wants to purchase this book where can i buy it yeah so you can find it on amazon Barnes and noble and walmart um it's also on the lulu bookstore you know what i'm saying the price is a little steep but i gotta split it with the photographer okay because capitalism is real so yeah, yeah. the book is called the, the illusion of healing by jindelta ray photographed by aka kobe hey like if y'all if y'all enjoyed this episode hey that's almost said leave a like it's like it's on youtube no nah, uh um <laughs> Uh, DM us on uh, Instagram and, and let us know what y'all think. You know, let us know your favorite part. Did it heal you? Yes. Did it help you figure out some trauma? Talk to us. And also, I mean, like, you can show your support by sharing this episode because it was jam-packed with some heat yes. and some healing. Show your support by sharing it to, to your moms, your brothers, your, your baby mamas, your, your sisters, everybody. You could say you could say it was jam-packed. Okay. Ha ha! All right, and, and with, with, with all that, folks, with Y'all all right. that, it has been the blur, the, the wow, wow, wow. Um, yeah. The, um, the bros chat. It's plus been the bros more. chat. It's it, it's been real. It's, it's been, been fun. fun. It's been real fun. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all later. See you when we see you. Peace. Hey, just remember, remember if you, you cut it, I cut you off, bro. Just, 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 just remember. Either you eat bread or you don't eat bread. See you when you see us. <laughs> Peace. Bye, y'all.